Is your office building suffering from a cold? As strange as this sounds, sick building syndrome is a serious and legitimate problem that can be found in buildings everywhere, like your very own corporate office building. The culprit of this sickness? Tiny, invisible, airborne pathogens. These tiny villains cause infections, illnesses, and overall reduced productivity in the office. But it's not just your office that's in danger. In the hotel industry, a tiny bacteria, for instance, called Legionella is commonly detected in air conditioning vents, which can cause guests to feel ill or unrested. Even in hospital buildings, patient illnesses can become significantly worsened if exposed to these toxins, making it even more important to fend off these airborne pathogens. Hello, I am your host, Mike Lake, and in today's preview, I will be talking with Eugenie Addison, CEO of SensiMe, a medical device created to detect common airborne pathogens to reduce hospitalization and death associated with airborne diseases. Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, President and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Hello and welcome you, Jenny. Thank you so much for joining us. And, and once again, I do want to thank all of our listeners and viewers. I'd love to introduce you to Eugenie Addison. She is the CEO of Senzi.me, a solution proven to reduce cases of hospitalization and death caused by airborne diseases and toxic gases released through global warming. Now, Eugenie, clearly the world is aware of airborne diseases, you know, as we're still tackling this pandemic, but it's obviously so much more than just COVID. Uh, but I am curious, how did you become interested in this area and what what led your your own passion towards um, you know addressing airborne diseases? Okay, thank you, Mike. So it all started because I suffer from really bad allergies and I had even lost her aunt who passed away. She died from having chronic bronchitis and had COVID-19. And I found out Yes, it's really bad. And um, when I did further research, I found out that airborne pathogen passes the body natural mechanism. It will lodge itself onto your lungs, stay there a while until it becomes toxin. Then we start feeling symptoms such as influenza virus, which we, which can be further on developing into lung cancer and people die from this. And from our research for over two years, we found out that over 17 million people die every year from these airborne diseases. Wow, that's incredible. Um, <clears throat> so let's let's focus a little bit more on this this issue. You know, it's easy to say airborne diseases, and of course, right now the first thing I think we all think of is COVID, but it, it's much larger than that. Can you give me a sense, all of us, a sense of what what is a, an airborne pathogen, and and just how widespread is it? Okay, well, airborne pathogen. As I stated before, um, it's all started because it, it makes itself onto your lungs, stay there a while until it becomes toxic, then you start feeling symptoms. Uh, most persons suffer, um, have symptoms such as chronic bronchitis, lung cancer, and people die from this. So we're, what we did is we focused on three main areas where we look in the healthcare industry where 
for most hospitals, um, the, especially the operating theater, most of the doctors and patients, what they suffer from, they're exposed to carbon monoxide gas, sulfur dioxide gas, nitrogen dioxide gas. And also in the um, hospital, in the hotel industry, most persons suffer from legionnaire bacteria that are found in the AC units where visitors or customers will go there to spend their holidays. And you find out that they have, it's a gram negative bacteria, so they're having symptoms such as flu virus, and they're also exposed for, um, of having carbon monoxide gas. And also in the corporate places, they, um, they suffer from sick disease syndrome, so they will be exposed to formaldehyde and volatile organic compounds. So what we did is we focus on these things because we found out that um, these are the main areas um, and the industry that, have, that are more exposed to having airborne diseases. So <clears throat> look, for, for all of those of us who suffer from what I refer to as a Superman syndrome, meaning, you know, we, we always think it'll never happen to us, um, that we're larger than life, so to speak, or whatever. Just how much of a threat is this really to the average person? Well, people don't know this is very serious because it's, it's as you say, um, it's like a Superman syndrome where, you know, people doesn't, do not look at this like it's been, it's a, it's a problem because when we started off doing our pilot testing, people are not so aware of these things or they say, oh, they can probably get someone to clean the air and that, but when uh, we do, we did our pilot testing in the different healthcare and the hotel industry and the corporate offices, they found out that airborne disease is, is happening everywhere. And it's where you have different symptoms, like for example, COVID-19, you know, the CBC, the CBC said that this, um, the influenza virus, these are some of the signs and that. So it is a branch of airborne diseases and you never know what will happen a couple years from now where other outbreaks will be. So people should be more aware and take this in consideration of how detrimental this can be and not thinking of it like it's just a flu-like symptoms and it will pass and you'll be okay. It can actually take someone's lives, um, just like my aunt lives and many other persons mm -hmm. around the world. And, and what I'm hearing from hospitals and, and corporate office buildings and <clears throat> places like that, what, what we have in, in co common with all of these, it's indoor buildings where large numbers of people pass through or gather. Um, I mean, college campuses, I would imagine, is another area. but. I mean, we all, I mean, so many of us visit one of those types of places, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is. Is, is there something really that, that the building manager, I guess, or, or whomever the right person is can do to help protect the people coming in and out of those buildings? Yes, um, you know, when we were doing our pilot testing, uh, we found out that people were not looking so aware of what's happening. That even when we, because when we did our testing in the different places, we had to report to um, the, the, the person in charge for the environmentalists and our wherever. And they're seeing that because it's such a visible thing 
um, invisible things. We uh, I literally, I call it a monster in the air. So like you just find yourself getting sick if one of your mem, if someone close to you have the virus in the snap of your finger, um, you have it because the influenza virus doesn't start until it stays in your body for at least seven days before you start feeling symptoms. So people are not aware of this and that's how they're so much, that's why it's spreading like in, um, spreading so much because they're not, you know, because of there's not no risk, um, there's no measure in precaution in taking care of um, what's inside or protect themselves or get something or that can protect them from these viruses and that. So that's why there are so many deaths and people are getting sick globally um, because of this issue. So from your own personal experiences, from the tragedy you and your family have uh, experienced uh, to the research you've done, it's all led to this point. And, and for you, it means creating Sensi.me. Can you tell us now about Sensi.me and exactly what is it and how does it work? Okay, so Sensi.me, we have a patented indoor air quality monitor that we're able to detect specific pathogen bacteria and gases such as type A influenza virus, legion of bacteria, formaldehyde, volatile organic compound, and some of the gases able to detect are carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, sulfur dioxide, nitrogen dioxide, and oxygen. So we detect this within 145 square feet, which is a room site. And then what we do next is that we have a filter that we have that we filter these in less than five minutes. So we, we have a global patent and we also receive license and certification from the UL, FCCE, FDA, Bureau of Standards, Scientific Research Council globally. And we have conducted over 100 testing, and right now we have paying customers and a number of active orders at the moment. So, is the air filtration a constant? You know, it's constantly filtering, or only when it detects the presence of one of these dangerous, uh, whether it's a gas okay. or you know, bacteria, or whatever. Okay. Yes. So we know that. Um, airborne pathogens, there are not there are millions of pathogens and gases. So that's why we focus on detecting these specific pathogens based on the research that we have done and the, the testing that we have done. So these are the specification that is able to pick up. But as we grow and develop, we'll be detecting over 20 to 30 pathogens um, like a couple months from now and able to filter in not only five minutes, but in filter at the same time. So right now it's, it's able to detect these gases and pathogen and filter within the five minutes. So for anybody who's thinking, well, I have a filter in my air conditioning unit or I have a, you know, an air purifier uh, in my office or whatever. How, how is Sensi.me different from these products? Okay, so the air purifier and those, those just purify the, the room air, right? It's just purify whatever, but you don't know specifically what is it. And that's that's where we, we stand off from these companies because it's always good to have something that filters it, but it doesn't do the work properly. Then when you have something in place like an air quality monitor that 
is programmed to detect these pathogens, specific pathogens that's able to pick up and able to filter these in less than five minutes. So that's how we stand out from these people that are having an air purifier and that, which is still good because at least in that specific area, you'll be okay. But we have something that can show you of what pathogens and gases are in the room space and able to filter these in less than five minutes. Can't get better than that. Absolutely. You know, <clears throat> just having this conversation reminds me uh, of a story of a family who went on vacation. And this is, you know, something that unfortunately is not a one-off incident, but the entire family perished in the place they were staying because of carbon monoxide. Um, what what I'm understanding is it, it's one thing to have a carbon monoxide detector, for instance, that tells you it's there, uh, but that's not clearing the carbon monoxide from the air. It's still there. It's still a threat. You just know it. Um, what Sensi.me is able to do is not only detect it, not only record it, or capture that data, but it's also able to clean the air so that it is no longer a threat. Is that, am I summarizing that correctly? Perfect, Michael. You summarize it really good. I'm so sorry to hear of what happened. My condolences. It's, well, it, unfortunately, it's something that happens more than any of us probably want to believe or, or care to admit. Um, so I commend you for the work that you're doing and, and making buildings safer for all of us. Um, I do want to get your sense of projecting out. So this is a question I, I ask every guest projecting out whatever it is, 10, 25, 50 years forward. There's a Sensi.me device in every building where it's appropriate to have. What, what does that actually mean? in terms of impact and, and what does it mean to you and me and, and everybody else? You know, that's our impact is that we want, to, our vision is to have these in every hospital, everywhere possible, because this will help reduce the amount of hospitalization. So we predict that having this, this will help bring down the amount of people that die yearly, because can you imagine there's 17 million people who die every year from airborne diseases. So imagine if you could have sensory place in all these places, maybe that could reduce to around five or 10 million people, which is still bad, sad, but at least the, the, the numbers will go down and eventually we'll develop um, different parts of, um, of sensory where we also will have a robotic sensory that can detect over 5,000 pathogens and gases and filter these. And that's the vision we have. So this can help fight global warming and help reduce the amount of death and airborne diseases and let it be a healthier and safer world to live in. Well, perfectly said, although it, you, you made me realize I have one last question for you, which is okay. what, what does it take to actually deploy this, to install this? Oh, well, it doesn't, we have a team of persons um, that work with us and where we also, what we use is we use uh, um, a HABA trainee person from every state. 
So what we do is that we use them as a, on a contract base. So for example, if someone from Florida wants to recontact uh, a Havoc person that will work with us to install these and that. So it's not easy. It can be installed anywhere globally in just less than four working days. And, and what actually gets installed? So what gets installed is um, is the hardware, and we're also going to have the software where user can access these, mm -hmm. not on the hardware, but they will have their smartphone, so they can get all of this information also right on their smartphone through IoT application and AI, artificial intelligence. Well, from sick buildings to hospitalizations, I mean, this is serious threat to anybody uh, who finds themselves indoors. Um, so, Eugenie, I, I really cannot thank you enough uh, for the work that you're doing, the dedication you have to it, because ultimately you are saving lives. Um, you know, it's nice to hear the the climate impact you can have with this as well, but which I suppose is another way of saving lives, but the direct impact you're having on keeping people healthy um is 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 truly remarkable so thank you for your service and for anybody who wants to learn more about this or perhaps look at how they might install a senzi.me uh, unit in, in their own building how, how can they learn more again touch so we have our website you can go to our website at www.senzi.me and you send us an email and we'll get back to you asap Wonderful. Eugenie, thank you so much for joining us here on Preview of Tomorrow. Uh, we look forward to seeing your continued success. Thank you for having me and have a wonderful day. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. Listeners like you are essential to advancing our efforts to drive resiliency and sustainability for all. I ask that you give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever streaming platform you prefer. Your feedback helps us to grow and share these brief previews of what life in the future can be. In addition to thanking our guests today, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.